welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This week, we've got one of my favorite people back on. So we had this guy on in 2021. And so we're going to catch up with this young man and find out what he's been doing, what he's been up to, because I'm telling you, if you think about the word indomitable, this guy may be, they may have to put his picture next to the word in the dictionary. John Calabrese, ready to go for a run? Yeah, I just got back. I just got back. Well, you're too kind. You're too kind. That's a, that's a hell of an introduction, man. But um, yeah, I think. I think you were my the first podcast I was ever on, like first one ever. And you and you invited oh. me back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you were great to talk to and everybody enjoyed your podcast. So uh, yeah, definitely. I've been thinking, I'm going, let's not get John back on and and, and things just came around and and perfect timing. So looking yeah, got- forward to chatting with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad cool. to be here. So you have done a ton since 2021. And a lot of changes in your life. So let catch us up on what's going on in Mr. Calabrese's life. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, it's still a lot. I mean, it's weird. I, I'm I'm pretty much the same still. I, you know, still running a whole lot. Uh, I've got a girlfriend now, and you know, she's really cool. Her name's Denise. She's an ultra runner. Also, I probably influenced that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's doing a lot of the same races I do. I haven't convinced her to do a hundred miler yet. That's probably in the works, but. She is doing the Barkley Fall Classic this year. So, like, oh, that's I, awesome. I, yeah. How did you I, talk her into that? That's kind of dicey. So, like, uh, she, she basically, um, she came to volunteer for it last year when I ran it. And then initially we both were going to run it this year, but some things happened. Basically, um, I'm, I'm kind of going a different direction with ultra running. I mean, like, I like Barkley and stuff like that, but I've done it five times i got the marathon twice i got the 50k three times i love the race it just it really beats me up like i was going through my races this year and just like looking at stuff and like i I, that race really it's again it's really fun but it it hurts (laughs) it's a a while to recover from it right it does and like my problem is i mean you know my problem if you look at my ultra sign up history I, i i just jump right into the next one but this year something happened uh i I did really good on a track 24 hour race. Like I think I want to say it was like the week after maybe like two or a week or two after. Okay. And I kept myself like, what would I have done if I didn't do Barkley? If I would have just like trained properly and rested. Cause I, I won the track race. So like that got in my head, like you got, maybe you can be smarter about this stuff and just kind of, you know, as much as you know, you like Barkley, give somebody else a chance, you know, just vol- maybe volunteer this year. I mean, everyone should volunteer more. You don't, you don't have to run all the races, it, it, you know, it benefits the race, the whole community, if you volunteer. So I'm trying to be more like that now, just, you know, be easier on my body at, at times. Yeah. I still run a lot, still do a lot of races, but just, you know, just be a nicer guy, you know, like give, give the spot to somebody else, and, you know, try to volunteer more. That is awesome. So this is pretty new direction for you because I'm used to seeing you at a race nearly every weekend, which I would say 2022 and 2023. Did you do over 30 races both those years? So this was kind of a tough year. I, I accomplished a lot. I did some hard races, but I had a lot of DNFs. Like, uh, so this is another thing too. Like, uh, if you look at like my results, I mean, I had some brutal DNFs. Um, Old Dominion 100. I was doing great in it. Like I was well on pace to get uh, sub 24. And I, it's races like that for me are very difficult because it's a, it's a weird mix of uh road like you know fire road and stuff like that and, and then trail like te- you know somewhat technical trail i know i'd say technical trail like sherman's gap and right. stuff like that i got to mile 85 and had to stop like i went into the death march mode I, like i i only had like i was like not even like 20 miles left or something like that and, and like i i knew that i probably i probably wasn't gonna make cutoff but uh my buddy from happy trail scott lee he flew by me i wanted to stay with him and i was just looking at my watch stuff i was like I'm not going to make it. There's just, you know, just, there's just no way. But um, yeah, there, I feel like if I would have taken care of my body better, some of those DNFs that I got, especially like Old Dominion, because I was, I was right there. Like right. that one, I, I think I could have done a lot better at Eastern States if I just, instead of doing like a bunch of stuff every week, I should have been more carefully, I should have carefully planned that one a little bit more. There's a lot of races I'm just kind of regretful on those, on those, on some of the decision making. And I, I can clean up, I know I can clean up some stuff and, not enough as much yeah so 
how how are you going to approach 2024? So I'm going to have more of a balance, uh, basically. And again, trying to be a nicer guy, better boyfriend. So Denise is more into road running and I, and I, I like it too. You know, I think that might help me out more just to like, you know, to recover and stuff like that instead of like just jumping right back into another ultra, <laughs> that kind of right, stuff. Right. And also, have, you know, have, have fun. And like, I, I feel like, is, you know, some of the road races just to like hang out with Denise and have a good time. It, it, that You need that stuff also. I mean, you can't just yeah. be like, <laughs> it, it can get kind of, it can get kind of brutal just doing like, you know, Manitou's Revenge followed up by, you know, whatever else. I mean, it's just like, like the back to back to back hard races. Again, like, I, I think finally I've, I've just been like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what right. are you- yeah. Yeah. So balance is balance is always a good thing, John. So that that I think that'll be awesome. And I think what got in my now, head though is oh, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, aren't you and Denise shooting for getting a Boston qualifier together? Yeah. So like, uh, I um, I, I I don't. This is kind of a tricky thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Get her bad. Like I, I'm, I like running marathons with her, and I, I've helped her get a Boston qualifier twice. But again, you know, like I, I like doing this stuff on the road or, you know, now like again, the looped races, I, I'm starting to like a lot more, but um, yeah, I, this is going to be hard for me because uh, I don't like running that fast, but I, I did. I had some races this year. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been running as fast as I was like some of the road races, like Turkey trots or whatever, like, you know, some of the marathons within these 10 milers. I mean, I was, I surprised myself how strong I was, I guess just from like, not really tapping into those muscles that much, or even on like that track ultra. Um, I was you like, were flying on the track ultra, didn't you? Got to over a hundred in less than twenty four, didn't you? Wait, so like that was my goal. I end up, I think, I think I end up like going like a sub twenty one on that. Wow. I, I, yeah, I never thought that was possible. The fastest I ever had was at Tunnel Hill in twenty nineteen. I got like twenty three thirty. I was like, I will never break that. There's no way. But uh. Yeah, the whole like it was just it, it surprised me how good I felt. And I was like, I can I can do this. And like it, it wasn't towards the end. Like the main thing that this is going to sound so messed up. But the main thing that actually messed me up on the rate that race, I, I'm kind of sad that there wasn't more people out there going for over like a like 100 because um, most people just stopped at 100. And that was my initial like goal. But once I saw right. what I could, do, I want to go a little bit further. But like, when you know, with nobody really pushing for over that. I just got to the point I knew I could beat everybody there with like just, you know, just walking the loops until uh, I had, I had a number that they time-wise they just weren't going to beat, you know, it just not, it not being like cocky or anything. I just knew mathematically there was just no way they could keep up with, they they couldn't do that. That's that late stage of the race, like slow and tired and fatigued and everything. So, yeah, I mean, like I'm hoping at, at um, so I'm doing the tree Chamoy uh, 24 hour in June. I, I, you know, looking at the results for that one, it's a lot more competitive. There's people that have like 137 miles. Oh, a wow. lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people that have like over, uh, what I, I got, I think 106, a little over 106 miles there. And again, that was just because I, I just got to the point where I knew that I could finish that. But if there were other, other people pushing, I mean, like, I, I want to see what happens. I mean, like, I, I feel like a part of me is not regretful for going really hard and fast at Old Dominion. I, I, what, this is going to sound really funny, but at one point in Old Dominion, I was winning the race. No way. <laughs> Just think about Serious? that. <laughs> and I, I am not the kind of guy for the, for those, for those trails and stuff. But like, I was, I was like, I was on par with most of the race to go sub 24 on that. But um, yeah, basically like, I want to see if like, so there's so many competitive runners at Old Dominion. I, I want to see like one of these loop races where there's more competition and am I going to bonk out like old dominion or, you know, like what's going to happen there. And you know, I, if that happens, I wouldn't be sad about it or anything. Just, I would, it would put me more down to earth. Like, okay, this might, I might need to pump the brakes a little bit, but you know, ending a race like that kind of anticlimactic, like, you know, you just win because nobody wants to push a little bit harder and it's nothing on them or anything, but like your mind thinks about it, you know, you're like, what if I could have done this? It's so funny too. Cause like you should just be happy settle for what you get but like i think about this stuff I'm like i could you know i'm I, i'm not getting younger you know like this is like stuff that you know i wish i would have known earlier on or you know maybe i could have done stuff like this earlier so i want to tap into that potential that's awesome that is amazing i think you've got a lot of potential in there i mean because i've watched you race a bunch of different races and you're you're very 
you do so many different kinds of races that I like the fact that you're dialing in and going, okay, what if I actually focused on this one discipline? And I think, I think it's going to pay off in spades, man. A lot of people thought like that's to be, they're like, John, if you just did like a normal amount of races, like normal people every year, you'd be like Prefontaine, man. <laughs> I don't think I'd be like that good, but I, yeah, I mean, like, again, like, there's no re as much. See, I think the thing is this: like, I get emotionally attached to races and the people there. Like, when you do a race like Barkley for like you know five years, you 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 don't do it because it's a race. You do it because it's your family. You know, like that's exactly that's why I'm that's why I'm going to go back and volunteer. Also, like. I, I just like being around the people there. And I think for me, like, I'm just, I'm so damaged and like, be, like, you know, beaten up and stuff like that from like my younger days. Uh, I feel like a lot of ultra running, like it was a lot of just doing the race and stuff like that was just like, be, I wanted to be around people, you know, like, Whoa, these right. people are, these people are kooky and they're awesome. They're like me. <laughs> you know, I, I love these people. So like, I was just like, that's why I wanted to go not to like, and that might be like a crossroads of the sport right now. There's a lot of competitive runners coming out and, I mean, I'm saying it myself, like I, I want to try to push a little bit harder, but you know, I, I like just bonding with other runners. That's me personally. Yeah. I don't have every race, you know, it's cool every once in a while to do that, but I, I'm not that type A type of dude. Yeah, I get that because I mean, for me, the, the big broad uh, ultra running has always been the community. It's, a, you know, it's one of those places where you don't have to fit in to fit in. You just got to go. It's a weird sport. You you meet a lot of weirdos. I love them. I mean, like, yeah, like it's the it almost. I've said this before. It almost makes me feel like I'm in like I, I'm a kid in like school again, like early elementary school. Like we're just at the playground. Like it's just a bunch of people. Like they don't care, you know. It's just like wow, this is refreshing. People are like real and honest and fun and silly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, some of the costumes you see at some of these races. Oh my gosh, it's the, awesome. Some of the ones Denise and I wear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i was i wasn't gonna bring that up but yeah you and denise seem to be able to uh create some really awesome costumes at jfk yep. that that blew my mind <laughs> that was That's amazing he's the fashion person but yeah like uh yeah she gets she keeps us looking good yeah she does she's amazing you should keep that one <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. am Right, so you're you're still doing the Jillian Dad thing. I I really admire you uh, going to all these dance competitions, and you seem to groove on them. Tell uh, us a I little would, bit of how Jillian's doing. Well, first off, I I would love for her to talk to you, but like you know, like her mom's like doesn't want to her to be on podcasts and stuff. Yeah, I get that, I get that. But she like yeah. she's such a charismatic kid. Like is she, I, I I I love her talking about sports. I think just in general, like. It's kind of sad when your kid starts growing up. I I find it, but like, um, what made me stop being sad about it and like, oh, my baby's leaving me and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, just once kids start playing sports, it's awesome. It's like the it is seriously the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, how's she doing in dance? She's doing great. She loves it. And like, right now, she's just obsessed with sports. Like she. <laughs> She hangs out with like the jocks at school. She's starting to wear like, you know, sneakers and stuff like that. She wants to play every sport. Like, I mean, one thing I did when she was really little, I had her play like even obscure sports like lacrosse, just stuff that is like not as, you know, good sports, but just not as popular mainstream. I had her try out like pretty much any sport I could think of that was offered like, you know, training in like, you know, the Culpeper Parks and Rec or in Fredericksburg. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, like we, me and her play basketball, we swim. And, you know, we um we we run sometimes. I mean, she likes running. We do it every once in a while, mainly like five Ks and stuff like that. But um, I she she almost met Laz. She met she missed him by like five minutes at the Capitol backyard. That that's like a tragedy right there. I would have loved her to meet Laz and say yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been cool. The Barkley. <laughs> that's amazing. So then now you're also you started working a different job didn't you um so that one uh it, it, it uh how can i put this uh it, it, it didn't go as planned i mean it wasn't a okay. you know, thing but um i like working with donald i'm a caregiver you know it just works out with my schedule you know currently with my daughter until my daughter gets a little bit older jillian i'm gonna um you know i i, I like spending a lot of time with her and um this, this just works better. It's good for Donald. You know, we Donald's awesome. He gives me a lot of inspiration. And, you know, all around, just a great dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, he's amazing. He's a he's a heck of a story. All 
all on his yeah. own, isn't he? Yeah, you know, you interviewed him. He's a great dude. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's just, you know, I he, there's just something magical about people that don't let, you know, uh, physical, you know, things hold them back from giving it their all in life. I, I just I love I love the fact that he's still out there living life to the full. Well, one thing about the harms that, that I really adore is that, like, they're really cool about me bringing Jillian to work. So this is one thing also that, like, you know, being a caregiver is a hard job, but not for Donald. Donald's awesome. And then on top of that, the harms are pro probably the coolest family I know. They let me bring Jillian into work if she has, like, a day off school or something. And, and like, you know, uh, their kids have a day off school. And she just plays with them. And, like, I love her interacting with Donald because, like, his love for sports, I, I, I in my heart of hearts, I know that, you know, I, I really feel like he that rubbed off on like his love for sports rubbed off on her. I really right. feel that. Way. That's I mean, cool. like, yeah, he's so motivated. It's hard not it's hard not to like, you know, if you see somebody like that, you're like, wow, that guy is awesome. He loves sports. You know, like that's his life. And it's, it's hard not to want to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching the videos you do of Donald, you know, pushing his ball into the goal. I mean, you'd, you'd think he's at the World Cup, man. Being a caregiver for Donald is probably the coolest job in America. Like, I I mean, there's jobs I've liked and stuff. And, like, this is, I mean, what I struggle with, like, especially, like, sometimes, you know, as much as I love running and everything, like, if you're, like, you know, selling products and stuff like that or whatever, like, I, don't get me wrong. I loved working at Run Specialty and doing stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of when what you love kind of bleeds into, like, you know, like a job like right. that. It, kind of tough because like you know for me i can't be a robot i i you know i i tell i say what i you know I, i'm not going to sugarcoat stuff i'm going to tell you my feelings but and i mean that's why i like doing two reviews like with believer the run because like i just feel comfortable that they let me be me i'm i'm not like a robot i'm a weird dude you know and that's yeah. again why I like cultures and stuff like that and i think like any like job that kind of like suppresses you being you you know don't you can't spend five minutes there that's that's my that's exactly. my take on so now you've also started writing quite a bit since last time we talked. Yeah, I'm loving it. Where did this I, come from? So Quattro Hubbard at the Virginia Happy Trails Running Club. He uh he lit a fire you lit a you lit a fire under me and I've been writing ever since. He's such a he's such a cool guy. And yeah, I hope to like what I want to do is just you know keep do, keep pumping out the race reports, the reviews. Pretty much anyone that'll let me write for him, I'm going to do it and just keep it in experience. And I'd like, I'd like to write a book eventually. Awesome. I I think a book about your life would be an incredible read because you've overcome so much. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I don't know if I do that first. I, I think I need to write something else initially, but I would love to write about like being in the Navy, you know, around 9-11 or something like that. You know, I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, or or. I've thought about like, you know, if Donald would be okay with it, you know, maybe like, you know, about, you know, about like Donald and I, just cause like, you know, like we always do stuff on social media, both of us do. Like, I think that it'd be an easy transition to write about like how we like, you know, I met him at the uh, Prince William half marathon, him and his dad, like, what are these guys doing? Just, they just smoked the race, like, you know, an hour right. and a half, like an hour and a half. I mean, like, so like, you know, and then, you know, because of them, I learned about Ainsley's angels, which, you know, I wouldn't have learned about him anyway. Like, Don's a great ambassador for places like Angel, Angel's Angels that help people out. And, you know, I, I end up becoming his caregiver because, you know, he, because he's such a cool dude. You know, he basically right. just, <laughs> you know, he showed up and basically just like blew my mind with how awesome he is. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing story. You know, the whole Harms family is just an amazing story. I, I wish more people would get to know them. They're like a 30 for 30 ESPN documentary. Like, I mean, like, it's just really like, they are what? <laughs> like, what? what? Huh? <laughs> and then yeah. just like, Donald, like, he, he's so inspirational. I mean, I, I meet so many people day after day that are just like, you know, rudderless. And like, you know, like, I, I feel like I, in myself, myself included, like before I've met, like, you know, before I've met Donald, I feel like I was still working a lot of stuff from my past that, and just like, you know, this guy is so happy. He doesn't let anything get to him. And like, I think a lot of people need, they can learn off him. Yeah. You've really, the last couple of years, you know, as I've just been watching you blossom, you're, I, I hate to say mature because you were already mature, but you've just, you've kind of gone into this different dimension. And <laughs> it seems like you're more at peace with, with who John is. Would you I, say that's I, true? 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I, and again, like, I think a lot of that is just being a caregiver, man. I think like, you know, you know, being in the military was tough at the time I was in. And even before, like, uh, there's like a funny notion that, it, you know, if you join the military, if you're like messed up in high school, that's going to fix you, which is a complete, I mean, like, that's like, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you're going to carry all those issues into the military and it's going to be a dark place. So like, it took a long time for me to sort stuff out. And I was still sorting stuff out even when I started like working with the harms. And I think they, I think they helped me out a lot. Yeah. Well, their, their faith has got to be quite the inspiration for just about anybody. I mean, they're amazing, amazing family. So, yeah. And Denise and I have, we have, we have some strong egos. Like, you know, we're both like relationships are work. And I think that, you know, like we get along and she's helped me out a whole lot too. I mean, like we, we moved in together this year and, or last year. And, um, you know, we've been, you know, it's tough. Like I was alone for a long time and it's right. very, yeah, it, it's very difficult to just like open yourself up and just kind of like, you know, you start to live with other people again. It's, it, it, you know, I, I'm still a work in progress. She'll tell, she'll tell you that first day, but I mean, she's, you know, she's helped me a lot out a lot too. And I, I think that for me, I'm such a deeply flawed human that I need, I need to be around inspirational people like Denise and Donald. I mean, Denise is, you know, she get she touched on your podcast. You know, she's overcome a lot, and it was, it, you know, it's inspirational to see her. She's bought. I, we're, I think we're both doing really well, but you know, the work's never done. You know, we both have like, both have a lot, of, you know, a lot of history, a lot of traumatic past, and it's gonna well, a lot of similarities. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a secret. Jenny and I have been married. Will be thirty-eight years in June. And, uh, you know, I think the only reason that we are still married is that we work at it. It's, it's like, you know, you work a full-time job and then your relationship is a full-time job. You have to work at it. And that's why I tell everybody, this is my forever girlfriend. She's not my wife because I don't ever want to start treating her like my wife. I want to always treat her as if I'm trying to win her love and, so keeping keeping my mindset on this is my forever girlfriend helps me remember that, you know, just because I get to go home to her every night doesn't mean that I don't have to do things to show her how much I love her and to, to demonstrate, you know, that I not only love her, but I want to be loved back by her. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, forget that marriage is it's tough work. But man, is it worth it when you find that right one in a relationship and you go, yeah, this could be a forever thing. It is. It is. I, I think with Denise and I, I one of the bar well, challenges, it's not a, not a barrier, I think, but the challenge is just, you know, we both have uh, children from previous marriages. So, like, the, I mean, that can be tricky. And, you know, we're, that, I think I, I, I've i never had a teenager, Julia. You know, she is about to, you know, she's about to turn 10. So, like, um you know the teenage thing is like you know maybe it's good experience so when jillian becomes a teenager i you know i have I, now i have training for it you know but like just being thrown into that i'm just like oh my gosh you know? so like it, it, i think that's part of it this year that made it a little bit trickier because I, I was just like i was so naive you know like you just kind of walk into like oh i'll be fine i got this no you don't it's work like you say i mean that's work too it's a lot of work yeah yeah and she's got two teenagers right yeah, exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> Leo, Leo, fun. Her, well, her, her son, I relate to because, like, he doesn't run, but he he wrestles. So, like, he, okay. um, at least that's some common sports grad right there. I mean, like, so, like, we talk football, everything. So, like, I can relate better to him. But, like, um, her daughter, Brianna, you know, she's she's not into sports and she's a little bit more challenging for me. I just, um, she's a tougher cookie, you know, it's tougher to figure out, you know, for me because, like, I just, I don't, at times I just don't relate at all. Like, and then I get frustrated and I say some dumb stuff and I, I just need to, it's, it's a real good test in patience that having like there a teenage go. don't relate to at all. And I mean, I feel like a total dork because like, you know, she's like, you know, she's young. She's, you know, she's hip. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, a lot. I just, you know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I root I don't for drink. the Washington Commanders. Oh, you know, I mean, oh, that, you got so many things me, going against you. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a bad year? Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, I'm a. That's the thing too. Like, I, I'm a. I'm a sports geek. Like, I used to not be like that. I probably, probably what it is with me and Brianna is that like I was like her a lot when I was growing up. 
and like I, I think I just had to like, what's the right word? I wanted my the initial word that came to mind was execute my old self, but like no, that, <laughs> but I really had to like and just find that better, better all around like you know just healthier like hobbies and stuff like that, like you know the, I, that's running and then just I feel like if you just surround yourself with athletes, you know, adult or kid or whatever, you're just like you're probably having a healthier lifestyle, you know, because they aren't going to be doing drugs. You're not going to be drinking and stuff like that. And that's why that's a, probably the main reason I wanted Julian, because, you know, the kids are going to work harder in school because they want to maintain eligibility. You know, they're more motivated when a kid doesn't have sports. You know, it's I think that makes it it makes it hard. Like you have to have some kind of motivation. And like if you don't have that earlier, earlier on in life, it's tough to find it later. It is. Yeah, definitely. I would totally agree with that statement. It was for me. I Luckily, I found running that I. Going back to, I kind of wanted to throw this out there earlier, but we went in a different, like, we went in a different direction. But, like, uh, I think that's why I wanted to do so many races. Again, going back to, like, the people, I was like, whoa, friends, people that are like me. But, like, I just want to soak up so much of that that I missed in the past. And, I, I mean, like, when I try to tell people, you don't have to do that. I mean, like, you know, all you're going to do is burn yourself out. Just, <laughs> I say that, but, you know, I'm still going to do a ton of races this year. It's easier to say <laughs> that. But, uh, yeah. But like you want, I feel like there's a mentality in ultras. Like I got to catch up. I'm, I've been missing right. out. All years. I've got to catch up and do all these races. And I think like a lot of people burn out when that happens too. So I think it's tough. It's such an addictive hobby because it's awesome. I mean, it's a great thing to do. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it, and it can overtake a lot of your life if you, if you allow it. Yeah. And that's where that whole balance word comes into play. It's tough. And again, like being like the, addictive personality i am from you know when i did drink and do bad stuff <laughs> i i don't want to i don't want to say i replaced those hobbies those uh, hobbies with uh athletic activities but i i'm sure in some capacity yeah you know but right. i'd rather that than the other stuff for sure so let's let's talk a little bit about what all you're going to do in 2024 race wise oh, wow. i'm curious oh wow so uh i'm mainly doing grit in january but i am doing so i've already done the red eye 50 K on New Year's day. Okay. I'm doing a funny race in Charlottesville. So <laughs> they've got it set up. There's three taco bells on the Ravana trail in Charlottesville. Okay. The, 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 the rules of this game are the, the eight stations are the taco bells. You can only eat taco. All, all your, all your nutrition and hydration comes from taco bell. <laughs> it's a 50 K already. <laughs> so, uh, already that, hurting. <laughs> that's that's just like an official type race because I love the Charlottesville community. I love running with them. I don't get to go out there often, but like somebody posted, that, I was like, "Are you serious?" Okay, I'm in. Why not? But then um, <laughs> after that, have you heard of Willis River? I'm sure you've yes. heard of that race. Yeah, you yeah. Probably. <laughs> but like, uh, I've done that. Oh my gosh, I've done that race. Like I, this is either my fourth or fifth. I love okay. that race. I'll do it every year. I, I'm hoping for snow. I've never done a snow year at Willis River. I'm doing that in January. And then uh, February, I'm doing some really good races. I'm doing uh, the reverse ring. Oh, cool. Uh, That's I'm, hard. Oh, it is. I've only finished it once. Last year, I, I don't know if you were on my race report, but I fell in freezing cold. The only the only significant, uh, uh, significant like um, water crossing that you can fall into and just get completely submerged. I found it and fell in it. And I had to. Oh, I, oh that's I, right. You, you yeah. submerged yourself in it, right? Dangerous. I, I had all the cops beat and I, I, I had like 45 minutes to get out of Roosevelt. Of, I think it was Camp Roosevelt, the next day station. Oh, and mind you, it was eight miles away after I fell in. So like I had to like hmm. really, <laughs> I, I had to really run fast at that point. So I didn't get too cold. Because I mean, it was, luckily it wasn't super cold, but it was like dipping. I, I, I want to say it was like right around 30 or starting to get under that. Oh. Yeah. So I, I had that race beat. So that's one, that's one of the DNFs right there. Like, I can understand, like, if I overtrained or something, but if I just make a dumb mistake like that, that kind of stuff haunts me because I should, I should have had that one. But I'm, I'm good. I wasn't so going to do. How it did again. you, how did you fall in the water? Did you just oh misstep gosh. or what? So I was with this dude Charles Sal Salzgiver. If you, if you would, if if he wasn't there, I, I don't know. I probably would have done it different. But like, he, we were both like, just like looking at the water crossing. And for some reason, I told him, I was like, I'm probably going to fall off this log because it's like one of those, you know, there's there's those logs you're never supposed to go over. There's ones with like moss yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I was just tired. I was like, I'm probably gonna fall off this log. He was like, Why don't you just go through? Like for some reason, I guess I was just too lazy or cold that I didn't want to like walk through the water. But I should have because I know I'm a klutz. Like uh, I have to force myself just to go through the water because I will fall like 95 percent of the time. As soon as I stepped on there and put my body weight, fell immediately off into the water. And he was like, uh. 
he was like halfway laughing, but like deadly concerned. Like, oh my God, man, that was insane. And then like, uh, I dropped him because again, I was cold. I would start, I started catching up to people. They're like, whoa, you came back from nowhere. I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> Everything stop. is frozen. Yeah. If I stop, I'll die. So there was that. And uh, yeah, that race is tough. Cause like, I'm kind of, if I would have kept going, I believe I would have had an 11 mile stretch from there without aid and that 13 mile stretch. So if I was screwed up something, getting out of there really fast in that 45 minutes, like getting fully dry, all my gear on again and stuff like that. I mean, that's a long time without it. Yeah. Or something. And I, I was having this conversation with somebody over the weekend at one of the happy trails races. I feel like I DNF the fat ass happy trails races less just because there's nowhere to DNF. Like if you are right. on like a race, like every two miles, of course you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm out of here. This is dumb. But like, yeah, like at me, a devil dog, like it starts pouring down rain. I'm like, okay, I'm good. So like, if you, but if you're in the middle of nowhere and have 11 miles till aid, you're, you have to finish, you know? So, you know, kudos to Happy Trails for putting out races like that where you can't basically stop. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then you still have to run to the next aid station. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it was funny uh, at Devil Dog this year when, when that rain started coming down, I was uh-huh. like, oh, oh. Uh. And, and Matt was already not doing, and not in great shape, you know, after the second loop. And then that rain started, man. And so he kept asking me, how far to the next aid station? I was like, there isn't another aid station. You got to just go to the finish line, which wasn't true, but it wasn't very nice, but it kept him moving through well, the rain. I know Happy Trails is a good club because, like, I was having this conversation with somebody, like, uh, they don't let you quit. Like, you know yeah. that, I mean, like, they're like, you can't stop. You can't stop. Like, they'll talk you into not. Like, you know, a race is kind of like shoddy if like you tell somebody you're going to quit and uh, they're just like, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But when they when they try to talk you out of it, that's when you know you got a good race director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that's all around. Happy Trails races are like my favorite. I, I, I love doing those. But um, yeah, after um reverse ring, I'm doing uh, what's it called? Um, I'm doing this is a really hard one. I'm doing the wild dope trail 100 oh my gosh you're doing that this year yeah i'm doing the cold one so that's good wow that is a tough trail in the it summer. definitely is i've dnf'd it oh my gosh i've dnf'd it three times wow that's gonna be amazing so what are you what's gonna be your approach to it uh basically um I've done it so many other times. The cold one is hard is much harder. Like I did it one year and it was like you ever see the movie The Thing back in like the yes. 80s, yes. 70s? Yeah, it was like yep. it was like that. Like uh, have you have you do you know Kevin McCabe? I know the name. I haven't ever met him. I probably have met him, but I don't remember meeting him. So I'll always like talk about that guy because like he did something unreal at that race. He was the only person to finish it, and he was alone out there for like a day. <laughs> Wow. Like just by himself, just plugging away. Wow. It didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. So like, uh, basically, what I'm going to do on it is I'm running a lot by myself to prep for okay. it because okay. I think in the past what's hurt me at that race is being too dependent on others. Because mm-hmm. if somebody else DNFs, you're done. I mean, your 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 strategy is based on somebody else, right? So if you if you remove that, and even if I'm like with somebody in like the beginning or at some, at some point in the race. If they're not doing what I'm doing pace-wise or anything, or they're going too fast, I'll either drop them or leave them, you know, just depending on what the situation is. Just because, to me, you have to kind of, like, detach yourself from earthly possessions and whatnot. I, what am I, right. what, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking at? You have to undomesticate yourself. That's I think that's one of the, the mottos of the race. You, you basically have to have the gear you need, have the nutrition you need. That's really important. And basically, be smart about sleeping. Like, after loop two, this is one thing I've, I've ran into every time I've ran it. After loop two, I've wanted to quit. So I need to, I need to do a lot of running by myself and be able to get strong to the point where like, I know once I got that loop two, I can take like a couple, like a two hour nap and be able to get back out there. No matter who's there, I just, I'm self-dependent and can do it on my own. Yeah. That's a, that's a great strategy. I think that, I think that'll play out well. And especially the whole thing about go at your own pace. If you're out there with somebody and they're wanting to kill it, say, have a good time. Exactly. Every time. Be willing to go at your own, at your own pace. Yeah. Every time that I've latched onto somebody or I met somebody out there that's doing something outside of, you know, my comfort zone, 
too much or too little, it's ne it's never been a good situation there. Yeah. That's that's too yeah. hard of a race to kind of like hit your to hit yourself on somebody else. You have to be doing it. And the, I'm gonna get like kind of spiritual for a moment. So like also a way to prep for the race. You know, a lot of people don't think about this. You have to go into that race with a pure heart. If you have a lot of baggage, a lot of like drama, a lot of it's like sadness. Out. You're going to see it all in the woods there, especially once yep. you start getting tired. It is all out there. And yeah, if you have regrets about like certain things or like, you know, something eating at you, be prepared to fight it out there. What I'm hoping is that if that stuff comes out, which it will, once you get tired enough, yep. it does. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It's going to come out. You have to be able to overcome that. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear the race report on you finishing Wild Oak Trail. Well, I'll say this: If I'm able to finish that race, I'm also I'm also doing Mass Nutton's Revenge this year, which is those oh are two gosh. hellacious. Yeah, those are probably two of the hardest on the East Coast. So, like, even if I was to finish one of those, I mean that would that would be yeah. probably the biggest huge moment, of, huge yeah, accomplishment. Yeah, that that would be the biggest race I ever finished. Either one of those, because again, I've DNF Wild Oak three times, and it not just like, you know, well, I got to like the second loop both times on the uh, hot one. But the that winter one we had when we had the bad weather when Kevin finished, I did one loop with Tony Taylor and we were done. Like I told uh guy, the race director, I was like, he asked us if we want to keep going. I was like, I have no intention of moving anywhere else. I went to get to that camp. That's funny. Guy last year at Swami's asked me if I wanted to come up and run Wild Oak Trail. And I looked <laughs> at him and I said, one word, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you should do. You could do the you could do the one loop and see if you like it. That's that's a smart way to do it. So like I really, yeah, I, I I probably should have started doing it that way. What I do is this: like when I found out about it, I was like, this is awesome. Like I I love the grassroots races, kind of like, you know, obscure. Not, I mean, it, it's a well talked about race. It's it's got a reputation like for being a really hard race that people talk yeah, about. It's like this over. sneaky little cult race. I don't I don't feel like you know. You're gonna get a bunch of elites signing up for Wild Oak Trail. It's like this. Well, it's like this cult secret type of thing. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, like, I I was worried for a minute. I mean, like, I feel like it did start growing a, a little bit, and it's it's fine for a race to grow. But like, I like races like you know the Ring, the Reverse Ring, Wild Oak because they are small. It's like mainly you get some people from out of town stuff, and that's cool. Like, I I like talking to everybody and everything. But like, you know, once you start getting like the elite there and stuff like that i don't want to get to a point where like the normal runner can't do it that scares me right. they're like i don't want yeah. that to ever happen to like a local race i mean that that's not cool because like i mean i would hope i'm sure guy no matter what like the cool thing with him is like when i told him i wanted to sign up this year in the past like the previous race director i mean she was cool too but like uh you know I, I, she definitely like sold it more like a barkley type race i think but like she wanted you like to write a resume and she would like you know post like your credentials on like twitter and stuff like that but like you talk to the guy and he's just like, oh, hey, John, you want to you want to run? Uh, yeah. OK, cool. He's like so laid back. about. It. I love it. I love talking to the guy about stuff. Amazing. He's, he's a neat guy. I like him a lot. And he does the aid station at the ring, too. So it's always good to see him out there. He does a lot with happy trails. And I'm really happy that we have a, we have a solid connection with uh, with happy trails at Wild Oak with the guy there. Yeah. I think that's really good for the club and everything. Absolutely. I think and I think that'll that'll last for a very long time. Uh, I, I hope so. Guys I really going do. Anywhere. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, what's after Wild Oak? Oh, geez, what is after that? So, after that, oh, that's when I do. So, the middle portion of the year, I'm doing a lot of races with Denise. We're doing the uh, Newport News One City Marathon. We're gonna try to BQ okay. that, or I'm gonna try to BQ that. She's, <laughs> she's like, she's like solid now. Like, uh, she's good. Like, once you got a couple under her belt, she's good now. So, like, okay, I'm doing that, and um, let's see. We're doing a cherry blossom 10 miler, like just a bunch of like fun races like that. We can dress up and just like, you know, just have fun at cherry yeah, blossom be fun. That's got to be beautiful. It, so that's Denise's birthday weekend. So like we kind of just make it like, you know, that, that's her, that's like Denise time. You know, it's like we just yep. try to you know, celebrate her. You know, I, I, you know, last year we had an awesome time last year. Like we I, I you know, I took her out to dinner. We saw uh, a Happy Trails member, John Horde. We saw we saw his band there or at uh I forget the the venue, but like we saw him there and a bunch of Happy Trails cool. people there. Yeah, as, as you can, I mean, like I have Happy Trails you know, is like I, your family, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have like a set a set click. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm, I hang out with all the runners, but like uh, pretty heavy on the Happy Trails lately. That's awesome. Hey, it, it's it's a good group to be part of. 
I have not I have not met a a single Happy Trails person that I don't like. Every every Happy Trails person I've ever met, it's just like, wow, these people are just this is like my my kind of hangout crowd. If only I lived closer. Yeah. You know? They're just they're just I haven't met anybody in the group that I don't that yeah, like I don't like. And uh exactly. I, I you know I failed to mention something earlier. I'm on the board now. I should have mentioned that earlier. Are you really? Like, well, that yeah, was I awesome. guess congratulations. Yeah, well, I, I ran uncontested, like I contested or whatever, but like I've ran so many happy trails races. You know, I, I've never been on a board of anything. You know, like um, I've never like ran a corporation or done any like executive type of thing maneuvers. But like, I love running. I love happy trails, and you know, I just want to keep the um, you know, just keep the vibe alive. I don't want it to seems get, like, like a very know. natural fit too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I I'm really I'm really looking forward to. It. I know it's a lot of hard work, and I think for me, just doing stuff that I haven't done before that's scary, especially like making really important decisions for something you love like that club so i mean like nah. yeah it's kind of scary but again like you know i i need to do more stuff where i um i get out my outside my comfort zone and, and you know again give back to the club that's that's helped me out to do so many races and again q alone i mean like helping me become like you know i don't want to say i'm like a writer writer but like you know he, he he instilled a lot of confidence in me getting to write race reports and put him up there and just you know i i, I feel like not too long after that you know i i started writing stuff for believe in the run also and then just like you know a couple other places so yeah i mean like hopefully that keeps going i mean i don't care how small a, a website is or just or how big i i just like writing any opportunity it's a lot of work with the all the with all the running i do sometimes i get stressed out but you know ultimately you know it's it's funny when i was a kid i loved writing too i mean like okay. I feel like for me, I needed sports to get back to like what I like doing. Like I can remember my first shoe review as a kid. I loved the Reebok pump. I wrote, I, I got like, I won some kind of award. I wish I still had really? it. I look for it all That's the time. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote a review about the Reebok pump and it, like I said, it got some kind of like award or something. I, I wish I could That's find awesome. it. I would like, yeah, I would, yeah. I would like make that my background. <laughs> that is so totally cool. Awesome. <laughs> Good. So a bunch of stuff in, in kind of April, May-ish time frame. And then uh, is so, Massanut in May or is that in June? So I um I had to drop Massanut. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure if I can talk about uh, there's a there's I'm still, I'm going to volunteer it on Saturday. I'm not sure. People will understand. You don't have to run Massanut every year. That's the thing. Also, like when you I mean, I, I've cut back on the on my race schedule this year compared to other years but when you do have like a pretty full you know schedule and you're shooting for like a lot of like like a lot of the stuff i shoot for i don't think i'm gonna get it like when like that was one of the reasons i signed up for mass and i was like ah, i i'm probably not gonna get this i'm just gonna do right be with my, i'm just gonna be with my people you know and then like i got you know like, it sometimes it just happens you're like wow they they like me oh my gosh <laughs> you know? i surprised myself sometimes i can't believe it that's awesome w one race that i'm really looking forward to though is um the uh, tree chamoy that's in that's um that's in june uh mmt's in may so yeah okay. tree chamoy's in june and that's, and that's in like, new that's york city right it's right outside new york city it's like at a okay. park there conjures conger or something like that i don't i can't pronounce okay. it right i i don't know much about new york but like um yeah i i like i said i really want to do good at that race and um you know hopefully i can make a good impression and uh, Maybe not this year. Well, if they if they wanted to, if they asked me to do a thirty one hundred, I would definitely consider it. But I think it might take some, you know, at least a year to plan and right. the knees. I mean, like you talk about oh, a ten day so race or six. Much logistics that's got to go yeah. into that. Well, and also you have to have a handler too. So like, what I would have to do is probably get somebody either retired or like I know some people in the city from the navy. Like maybe right. I could get like people to like rotate and stuff like that. That that's a possibility. Because well, you always have to have somebody twenty four seven. Yeah, and like you, you're gonna need them too, because I mean, like you, you're not gonna want to like do your laundry and stuff. I mean, like you, I'm sure people do. I'm sure people even like work and stuff after in some capacity, because like you know they they have to keep. I'm sure in some cases you have to do that stuff. For, you know, you know while you're while you're doing the race, because it's right. weird. It um, it stops at um, I think midnight, and it, it resumes again at six in the morning. So I mean, that's a lot of time to rest, and if yeah. you need to get stuff done, you could do that. But um, and how many I days mean, is the thirty one hundred? I mean, how many? Continual days does it go? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's a long time, and yeah, I, I mean, there's something really weird about that. It makes that's really drawing me in. Like, I, 
again, like when I went around that track, I just I felt like this weird Zen just going around over and over. Like some people have to have headphones and stuff like that. I didn't right. like I was just th- I was just thinking the whole time. Like I, I just got into like a meditative type of state. And I feel like that's a lot of like what that race is about. It's just like yeah. in order to do that for 52 days. I mean, <laughs> I, I can probably work out a lot of stuff like, you know, messing me up. Right. You know, a lot of you know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of shortcomings from the previous years, a lot of like bad decisions. You know, I, I think I could really sort out a lot of stuff and make room for all oh, new yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but dang, I just, that's that, that would be, well, I mean, isn't that the race that they call the transcendental race? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great definition of it. Yeah, it is. And I love what, yeah, I love what they're all about. And uh, yeah, I kind of think that, it's weird. It, I don't even look at this as a race. It's more just like battling some demons in my head. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. there's a physical component, but I feel like for somebody like me, that's I've like you, you know, said I'm, I've overcame a lot, but there's, you know, I'm not perfect. And I feel like, you know, I could sort out a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I could sort out. It's going to be some good therapy out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think it's good. You know, I mean, it's, you're either going to be a green tomato or a red tomato, right? A red tomato has stopped growing. There's only two things that can happen to it once you become a red tomato. You're either going to get picked and eaten or you're going to stay on the vine and rot and die. Ouch. But a green tomato <laughs> is still growing. A green tomato is still sucking up nutrients. And when you put that in the vernacular of a person, a green tomato is a person that is saying, you know, I don't care where I am. I don't care you know, what I'm doing. I haven't arrived. I still have more to learn about myself and about the world I live in. And that's, so I just choose to be a green tomato. That's pretty much the definition of me. The, I didn't even know I didn't even know what that meant, that analogy. So yeah, I mean, it just kind of sums up me being a green tomato. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm just going to call you green tomato from now on. That's me. Yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. There you go. That's awesome. All right. So what other cool races do you have? For the rest of after Sri's Chimnoy, what, what do you have kind of wrapping up the year? What do I have after that? Um, oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Denise and I are gonna do JFK again. I okay, mean, like, cool. so Denise is, uh, she's you know, her family lives in Williamsport, and oh, um, yeah, she used to live there. So yeah, we, you know, I know that that race can be kind of like you know off putting to some people just because the price and stuff like that. But like, if you if you know people from there or like you have friends there, awesome community, and they rally around the race. Like people put a lot right. of love into the race. And for that, Denise and I probably got to do it for until you know until we die. We love that race so much. Yeah, that's one of my medals that is near and dear to my heart. So it's awesome. I ran race. that There's in 2020. Of... That was a that was a gift from my buddies in Wyoming. Uh, when when we were leaving Wyoming, was a uh, entry into JFK. So well, that was yeah. a, that was a great time to do it. There wasn't there wasn't that many real races that year. You, you know, and you know what was cool about about the 2020 year at JFK. You didn't like I am not into like the big, big races where you're, you know, with a whole mass of people at the beginning and, you know, there's thousands of you going off. It was so cool because that year you had to go off in waves of 20. You know what? That I hate to say it, but even like some like some kind of wave, I think that would help the race. I mean, it's just yeah. like because what I mean, this is just me being dumb, but one of the things I do on that race always I always like fly out the gate just because like I don't want to get every it's everybody you don't want to get stuck on the AT buying people you know like I mean no, I, you, and I'm not because a if you're if you're behind the whole mass of people when you hit the AT man it's conga line man <laughs> yeah there, there's only a couple of races I'm like that Barkley Fall Classic JFK you have a lot of runners like I think Barkley now is like 500 people I mean wow. not as much as JFK of course but yeah I, I feel like that race could really benefit from um. Now, it, don't get me wrong. I love the race and everything, but I feel it could benefit from just some kind of wave just because, uh, yeah, there's so many people on it. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm doing the regular ring also. Okay. Um, what else? What else? What else? And that's in the uh, summer, right? Yeah. It's, oh, it's brutal. So like, yeah, I was going to say was, hot, humid. Very. Yeah. It's, it's always an adventure. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I think the only reason I, I have a bet, I have a pretty good record at the ring. I've even up to once just cause it got so hot and I couldn't do it. But, um, I've only DNF'd it one time and I finished it twice. So like, awesome. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I could that could be much worse. That could be much worse. Like twice. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Cool. Yeah, so, so you've you've got a you got a really cool schedule coming up in 2024, and I'm sure there's many more races that are to come and everything. But let's kind of start wrapping this up a little bit. So I told you you had to look up a word, right? Yes. All right. So indomitable. What what does that word mean to John Calabrese? To me, failure is not an option. You have to succeed. That is it's awesome. like you're it's like you're some secret agent and you've got to save the world. You can't fail. You have to you have to do this. Yeah. And when you think about like you, you know, coming from your background, the brokenness, the falling apart and putting yourself back together, the substance abuse, all that kind of stuff. How do you take Indomitable and now put that into addressing all those issues and moving forward in a positive direction? That's a good, good question. I mean, I think for me right now, that's a really good way to look at that word too, applying it to like, I mean, we just talked about a lot of things that are hard in my life, like, you know, just connecting to like Denise's daughter, Brianna. Yeah, maybe just that's a different way to look at, you know, just, you know, this is Denise's daughter and I, we need to make this work, you know, we we can't fail at it, you know, because she's special. She's part of Denise. You don't get a do-over, you know. She's she's here on this planet, and you have to support her. Yeah, that's awesome. You can't you can't, can't fail the kids. They're our future, and you know you guys you got to help the kids no matter what. Even if they drive you crazy, you still have you still have to love them and support them. Absolutely, and you know they'll drive you crazy even if even if they were normal. <laughs> I know, I know. Which, you know, <laughs> hey, we were both kids. None of us, none of us are normal when we're teenagers. Sorry. Well, I, I see a lot of myself with her and um yeah if, i wish that she could see but like the, the thing with like if you're in a situation like that you can't change them like you can't you know if they haven't if they have an opportunity like sports for an example like you know if they're better at something than you were you can't make them do it you know you can't make them be like great at something if they don't want to do it you know there's just it's hard it's hard to like when do you push when do you when, when do you like when do you let go when it comes to stuff like that you have grown so much, man. I really admire your trajectory right now and, and where you're heading with things. I, I think you're in a good place, man. I hope so. I, like I said, I, I, I owe a lot to Denise and Donald. Uh, I think they've, I think they've, they've helped me out and I've, I hope I've helped them. <laughs> Donald is like this guy that even though you help him, I, he, he's helping you. Yeah. Anyone that like looks at Donald and thinks that he, that he's like not sufficient there. You're completely, you know, missing what he, you know, what he's all about. Yeah, if anything, like I've told people before, he's probably my caregiver. He's been he's been probably one of the most supportive people in my life. I really think he's he's had a, a profound impact on me. Yeah, you can yeah, he's made me much more of a positive person. That is awesome. Well, John, I thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. And I just like I said, I, I think you're a really special guy and and I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Beth. I, I, like I said, you're you were like my first podcast and you invited me back and I'm here and I love talking to you, man. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life. <laughs>